for workers' comp coverage tailored to the company's needs, she discovered Pie Insurance. We heard about Pie Insurance being geared for a small business, gave Pie a call, and ended up switching. Is your small business overpaying for workers' comp insurance? See how much you can save at IWantPie.com. Plus, with pay-as-you-go billing, your premium is based on your actual payroll, which means no additional bill if your business grows. We saved about 30% off of our workers' comp insurance when we switched to Pi. It's as easy as Pi to get the savings you deserve. Ask your agent for Pi or get a quote in three minutes at IWantPi.com. That's IWantPie.com. ESPN 100.3 and Penn Entertainment present Want to Bet with the Professor Nick Harrison. Each week, the professor and his guests take a look at the best bets in sports and show you that it doesn't take a professional odds maker to win a mint. Plus, the show will be coming to you live from Boomtown Casino on the West Bank. You can join in the fun, get in on the action, and have a taste of the Big Easy with Nola Steak and Executive Chef Lewis Brown. Want to Bet with the Professor Nick Harrison. Thursdays from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. on ESPN 100.3 FM. ESPN New Orleans. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Shout out to Key there for definitely a piece of good and maybe a little bit of bad influence growing up. <laughs> what do you mean, so, bad influence? But, uh, what the hell? What, what did I do? Maybe got a little mouthy at the ball game. Josh, I got to ask you a question. Are you a huge Keyshawn Johnson fan? I would say huge. I want to throw out a name for you. I'm a big T.O. guy. <laughs> G.J. and Max, followed by Greeny. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, saddle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. It is hour number two. Coming up at 1.15, Rafael Esparza of Sports. So we have the very latest here as well. Dr. Josh Roulette, over to my right. We are at UCFamilyChiropractic.com is the website. Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic is the... Of course, hotline, 800-998-1003. Pell's getting the win yesterday, now three in a row. Minnesota tomorrow, they are a half game out of first place, a half game above Memphis in second place, Memphis in third. So that's where they are sitting, going into games this Tuesday night. It's a full slate of NBA games coming up here as well. But we talked about that. Najee Marshall, career high, 22 points. Seventh different player to lead the team in scoring. It was 57-30 um with eight at the half, and it was the lowest points given up by the Pelicans this season. Wow! And I, I was literally just side. looking at that—the differential in our in our points that we our points per game and our opponents' points per game. I think we're at five point four, which is the the most in the West, the biggest number there. And I know what it is in the East. I think only two teams are above us. That's Celtics and the Cavaliers. So three third in the league right. with a differential in points. I mean, the defense is doing its job. And we it's can why score they won points. yesterday. It's yeah. why they won yesterday. He had this to say about the defense and being one of the top defenses in the NBA. You know, we, we look at the numbers, and it, it's definitely a good sign um, that our defense is headed in the right direction. It's not rewarding until we reach our goals. And um, right now, we're still in the journey. So, yes, uh, on one side of it, it it's great to be moving in the right direction, but we know there's still a ton of work left. 
Look, I think it's impressive when you look at overall. I mean, third in the league on the offensive side in terms of points, the Pelicans. And, you know, whether it's points allowed, they're 14th. But you look at efficiency rating and things all that and, and what they're allowing, they're um they're one of the top 10 defenses in the NBA. I mean, period, to be able to do that. It, and it's pretty cool um, to see the team playing that way. Because, again, last night they were – Shorthanded, and it didn't it didn't affect them. Didn't look like it, no, no, at all. So, Pels fans want to hear from you on that win there as well. And also, we're talking about the Saints and their win, and the the play of the team. We, we've touched on it in hour number one. I thought it was gutsy, gritty, you name it, from it, um, and how they were able to respond. I think said a lot, to be honest with you, uh, in terms of how they played for this coach, how they think about him as well, you know, and that was something that really stood out to me. Again, that locker room speech said a lot to me. Yeah, absolutely. We said this was going to be a game about mental toughness. The most mentally tough team was going to win this game. Yeah! And start this thing out down 10 to nothing and fight and scratch and claw our way back into it, then get a lead then have to finish it at the end. Yo, like that was that was that was big boy NFL football. That was big boy NFL football. All right, okay. I don't have a game ball here with me right now, but I do have one game ball to give out. Okay, it's not for any of you. It's for the it's for the equipment staff. And they did absolutely deserve it because, look, they, they, it looked like they were just playing. They didn't really worry about the weather. Here was Andy Dalton. Right. I mean, it, it shows a lot for what this team's made of. And, um, you know, it's just one, of those, one of those games that we could look back on and say, and this was a, a, a big game in the season that got us to where we wanted to be. And like you said, we're, we're still alive. And so um, we got to keep doing controlling what we can control and, and see what goes happens from there. Taysom Hill on the win. We talked about that this is a game that's going to require a little more, a little more uh, effort, a little more focus as we got ready to prepare uh, for this game. And I think going in with the right mindset, right, where we knew we weren't going to throw the ball a ton, and uh, to make sure that your expectation, your mindset was was ready for a game like this. And um, I thought as a team, everyone handled it very well. And Alfred Kamara on the Man, win. Man, I mean, we don't, we're not looking at. Uh, playoff chances, playoff hopes. We out here playing football. We got a job to do, and that's win every Sunday, regardless of the, the elements, regardless of circumstance, whatever it is. You know who's hurt, who's up, who's down. It, it, we coming out and trying to get a win, however we can. So that's kind of the the flavor and the and the, and the swag of this group. Like, shoot, we just trying to go out and find a way to win. We did that today, and we're gonna keep trying to do that for the rest of the season. And wherever we end up, that's where we end up. Not kind of, I, I know for me, and I know for those guys in there, like the leaders and the captains. I know we we're not looking at oh we gotta make the playoffs. We're looking at let's get this win, which we did today. And next week we're gonna try to get another win. And last week we're gonna try to get another win. And where the cards fall, they fall. How big is that win to you? Is, is that enough to to think differently about this team overall? Um. I mean, I think it definitely makes you question the way you were thinking. And I think that's the biggest thing for me because I was – That's a fair point. I, I had a conception of what this team was and how hard they were trying and all those things, just like any other fan. And I think they showed that they were a little more than what I thought. And I think that's a, a really good 
uh, description of what that win could be for, for the city, really, going into next week and seeing how much they bring to the Eagles. And if they can go out there and get a win, I mean, like you were saying earlier, report card's not out. You know, you don't, you don't know what else is going to happen. And all we can do is hope that they fight. And if they fight enough and we get a, and get a W and go from there. I think what you just said is fair. Yeah. Right? Because going into that bye week, I mean, we talked about it on the show. We had callers saying it, and it was my opinion that um, you have to see how this team plays, especially after that Tampa game. Yeah. Right? Because, was, I look, I, there, there's no other way to say it. The staff lost that game. Oh, yeah. The staff lost that game, and, and you have to own it. And you 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 hear D.A. in that speech, and, and you – you, I thought acutely, you know, picked that up. You could hear a season's worth of emotion Angst, yeah. coming out of him and how proud that was. But also, that's the kind of game that to him, he's like, man, that, again, I said it to start the show. You have to give a bleep. If you don't give a bleep and you go in there and you're playing this minus 13, no. you're, it's going to be obvious. And they showed up to win that game, man. And they were tough. Like, yeah. you know, it's crazy. In the Sean Pen- Payton tenure, right? I mean, it was a talking point. This team couldn't win if it was like Cold, 45 yeah. degrees, you know, if the AC was too high in the right. dome. even with Drew, like, yeah. No, I mean, it, it was like a, it was a legit concern about softness and whether his team could mentally do it. And they didn't play well. I mean, you could see it. They looked completely out there elements. Right. They had no business in that element. But I said it, and you know, players did, Andy did during the week. He's like, well, they got to play in it too. I mean, both teams did. And you saw, you know, an interception, Sorensen, you know, getting right. that that pick there as well, which I thought was huge. But to be able to cash in, because how many times this year did they not? And then they get that interception and go right down the field and score. And that was big. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah. Shout out to Dan. He, uh, I don't know who tipped it, but. Somebody, it fell in Dan's hands. He got a little return in. He looked, uh, looked like an offensive player, but you know, that was big, you know, uh, just getting, a, getting a takeaway, you know, because I mean, that kind of sparks us as an offense. And, you know, when the defense does that, it's up to us to, to handle our part. So I think we went down and, and, and got seven. So, you know, that's all you could ask for. Andy Dalton kind of touched on it too. Are you about that confidence, that momentum all of a sudden started growing? Absolutely. I think that's just kind of the mindset that we had going into today that we we're going to do whatever takes to win and you know even though we were down um you know we went out uh right right before half and got three points and then coming out and starting the the second half strong like we did i mean that was uh kind of changed the momentum in the game yeah i mean be honest right when they go down 10 up you're like here it comes i mean it's gonna be a beating yeah Yeah. it's over and and that's what i'm getting at like they likely won't make the postseason and it's gonna be a season you look at and just scratch your head on yeah but that's the kind of win that if you're just a local, if you follow this team, if you cover the team, you know what? That's awesome to see. Like, yeah. it, like that honestly made my Saturday better. Like, I'm yeah. looking at it. It like, just makes you smile because you know no. that they care when you thought maybe they, you know, not that they don't care, but sure. just the effort they put out and, you know, to Again, be out there in the cold. You and have to is, give a bleep. If yeah. not, you're toast. I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to get the grill ready to smoke two turkeys and I'm like, <laughs> Blowing on my hands. And gloves on every time I went outside this weekend. So. I mean, I, I'm sitting here, I'm like, get inside. I'm, this is, you know, brutal conditions to try to smoke turkeys. It feels like minus, you know, not minus, feels like 13. You right. know? And I'm like, this, I'm not built for this. And I'm just trying to smoke a turkey, man. Yeah. You know, I, was like, I can't imagine being out trying there that long. Trying to sack a quarterback. Yeah, no, uh, from that aspect of it. But, you know, Andy Dalton was, um, 
gave a, a I, I thought a an interesting answer in terms of what it was like to, to throw the football. It, it was kind of like something that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, no, I felt like I was able to put the ball uh, kind of where I wanted it to today. Uh, obviously, the conditions played, played a factor in it. But, um, yeah, I mean, we, we had some, some chances on some other ones that, but like, uh, you know, we, we could have made as well. Well, I think, yeah, okay. I think, yeah, I think what he's saying <laughs> yeah, was it was harder right. to catch the ball than it was to throw the ball. I'm sure. I think that's a yeah. little more of what he was trying to say without saying it. Mm-hmm. But we could, I mean, we saw that. I think what he had 90 yards passing or something like that. We had 150 yards rushing. I mean, that's what they had to do to win. You know, Taysom getting over 50 yards again. A lot of wildcat offense in there as well. Um, and that's the type of offense we needed, needed in that kind of weather. And they came through. Um, I think one of the other things that stood out to me too as well, and I played it earlier, right, about Taysom Hill say, look, he didn't know if he was part of the plan. Yeah, look, I think that's a question for the guys upstairs. Um, I, I don't I don't think that we necessarily had a plan or a goal or a mindset. I think my carries came when they came. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> Like I said, uh, there's still some things in that game. You go, what? Um, but look, Alvin Kamara even touched on it too. Taysom Hill taking advantage. I heard that question twice, and I think it's just uh, it was kind of like the flow of the game. We had some calls that we wanted to call to get Taysom the ball, and um, we kind of got out of them um, a few times. Uh, I think just just how how the game was flowing. Um, that's how it, how it went. But you know, we we ended up getting him the ball. He took advantage of his touches like he always does. And you know, when anytime you can see him and get him going, I mean, that's something we take advantage of. So I think he did well. So Kamara kind of explains a little bit there too. Yeah, they checked out of it based right. off of the way the defense was and things of that nature. But yeah, it's it, it's still kind of you know, it's 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 crazy just to think that hey, this game is being coached and and is being done just by how the defense sort of goes and how the game is being called, right. where we're so used to having not, They're not really the saying like there's, a, there's yeah. a plan going into the – Well, that's the plan. Let's see how it goes. Let's see how they line up. It's the plan today, Coach. Well, let's see how it goes. Yeah. Just be ready. <laughs> what are we going to do? Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Oh, my goodness. All right, quick break. We come back. Rafael Esparza will go over some of those games here as well. A couple of teams clinched the playoffs yesterday. The Chargers did. And what does that mean for Brandon Staley in that aspect of it? Is it starting to kind of shrink the options for Sean Payton or not? Oh, that's a disaster, though. I mean, honestly. um, But we'll see. We'll talk to him a little bit about that. Bowl games going on here as well. Bowl games tonight uh, as well. Most of the day, all the way including to 9 o'clock. With some uh, some fun action there, so we'll do that when we come back on the Sports Hangover on ESPN. In business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. If your business needs serious hustle, our internet has plenty. Switch to Rev Business All Fiber Internet with fiber optic velocity close to the speed of light. Sign up and get three months free and 30% off. Build your plan at Let's Rev.biz. Let's Rev. 
Whoever said you can't have it all, never had internet that could do it all. Switch to Rev. No contracts, no data caps, no nonsense. It's the high-speed internet you need. Build your plan at Let'sRev.com. Let's Rev. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dofriend building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dofriend Easy Buy? Come see us at DoFriendLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the DoFriend difference. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back, Sports Hangover. Gus Kattengau, back to Josh Roulette as we are live at Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic. like to get here once a month here and check out the facilities. And then um, we always bring in Rafael Esparza. Normally yeah, on Mondays and Fridays, but no show yesterday. So, Raphael got bowl games in action. Are you watching Buffalo and Georgia Southern, sir? Got a little Buffalo and Georgia Southern. I got some Chelsea English Premier League soccer on the tube as well. So, it's it's, it's a very, very, very good uh, uh, Tuesday. 17-14, Buffalo leads in the third with 9.48 to play. Coming up at 2.15, Memphis, Utah State. Memphis, an eight-point favorite. Who do you like? Uh, I like Memphis. I think they're going to be able to run the ball uh, against Utah State. Even though the number's eight, I don't like to lay that big of a number, especially in a bowl game, but I think they'll be able to run the ball. 545 on ESPN. Coastal Carolina and ECU. East Carolina favored by seven. This is the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl. Give me a chance to leaders. Uh, I'll take the plus point there. Well, you could have got seven and a half or a little bit higher when the numbers came out. Now it's pretty much seven. Uh, I would say wait. Maybe the uh, public will be all over uh, ECU in this game. You can get a better number on Coastal Carolina, but I'll take the Chancellors. All right. And over on Chase Field in Phoenix, it's Wisconsin taking on Oklahoma State. 9-15 ESPN. Wisconsin, four-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. Yeah, I like the Badgers this one. And I can't believe when I say this. I actually kind of like the over as well. Just be, And I know both offenses were horrendous all season long, Oklahoma State and Wisconsin, but a lot of these players have not played all season long because some of the players are not playing this game as starters. So I think some of these new guys are going to put some points on the field. I think four games tomorrow as well. UCF and Duke. Duke three-and-a-half point favored, one o'clock on ESPN tomorrow. Uh, I like UCF on this one. Even though I, the public is all over uh, the Dukies on this one, but I like Central Florida. How about Arkansas and Kansas? Both teams six and six, 430 on ESPN. Arkansas two-and-a-half point favorite. Geez, I could still close my eyes and still see game day at uh, at a Kansas game. I like Kansas. I, I, I took a great number when his numbers opened up at plus five on, on the Jayhawks. Now it's three. I still think the Jayhawks are, are a good game right there. 
Now 7 o'clock on Fox, 15th ranked Oregon taking on North Carolina. Oregon 14 point favorite. How big is this game for Drake May, the quarterback for UNC? 4,100 yards, 35 TDs. A lot of people think he could be an NFL guy. Yeah, he could. I mean, I think we're going to see a lot of points scored. This one opened up at 71 the total. Now it's 75. I would not be shocked wow. if we see 75 and half, 76. Uh, I think we'll see a lot of points scored. I hope this is not the biggest, highest-scoring game in bowl games because we had that prop who would have the highest bowl uh, points scored in a bowl game. Everyone took the Holiday Bowl, so but I still think we're going to see a lot of fireworks. All right, the Taxed Act Texas Bowl, 8 o'clock ESPN Texas Tech and Ole Miss. The Rebels, three-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, I'm going to say uh, at Texas Tech. Uh, I, I know the Pirate has passed away, but he was over at Texas Tech, and a lot of these players are going to probably play for him just because of what he meant to that University of Texas Tech mm-hmm. before he jumped ship. Uh, I like Texas Tech on this night, one. And then three games on Thursday, 1 o'clock ESPN, Syracuse, Minnesota. Minnesota, 10-point favorite. Give me the Cuse. Uh, it's an outdoor game, so I think we might see some uh, cold weather. or uh, yeah. It's probably going to be a low-scoring game. The total is 42. I'll take the plus 10. All right, 430 ESPN, Oklahoma at 13th-ranked Florida State in Orlando. So I said at, essentially, it's a home game. FSU, nine-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah, I like FSU. I was not sold on Oklahoma all season long. Their defense was horrendous. This was, this was the game that I think is going to have the most points scored. Uh, is this game, but I like FSU, even as a huge number. It's the Cheez-It Bowl. I have a bag of Cheez-Its in my lunchbox now. Carver likes them. Does the winning coach get a bucket of Cheez-Its dumped on it? Uh, last year, the, the Cheez-It, it was a bucket of Cheez-Its, so I think it is uh, yes, on that one. Yes, that's awesome. Texas and Washington, 8 o'clock Thursday night, 20th-ranked Longhorns, 12th-ranked Huskies. Texas, a three-point favorite in the Alamo Dome. Uh, it's pretty much going to be a home game for Texas. I think they're going to have most of the crowd there as well. But I like, uh, I th- I'll take the plus points. I like the Huskies in this. I think it's, uh, here's another one we could see a lot of points scored. All right, let's go over to the NFL. Speak with Rafael Esparza at VSI Doc Sports here. And yesterday, we saw the Chargers go into the playoffs 20-3 to there. They've only won one game, Josh, since Jeff Saturday's <laughs> taken over with the Colts there. So I don't know if that's going to work out there moving forward, but... What about Brandon Staley, man? I, I know there's a lot of people that think, including me, that Peyton's still there. Now, Spanos, I think uh, Staley did it great. He gave him a game ball yesterday in the locker room in front of everybody. <laughs> he gave the owner a game yeah, ball. He's, um, he's not wanting to lose his job. No, not at all. He said it's just the first step. What does them getting into the playoffs do, you think? I think they're going to probably stick with the head coach there now that they're in the playoffs. And they have the offensive weapons, and their and their defense has been lights out. Uh, I, I think they're going to, I don't want to say make noise. I could see them winning one playoff game if Herbert gets hot. Eckler was a machine yesterday. I mean, yeah, I grant he only ran for 67 years, but he blocked and gave extra protection for Hubert all, all game long. I was, and then Allen was just a beast. Uh, what, he had over 100 yards yesterday. All right, and then on uh, Christmas night, the Cardinals did the Saints fans no favors. They couldn't close out. They made Tom Brady stop pouting for the entire game until finally at the end there. They coughed it up, gave them an opportunity to go into OT, and they lost there. Man, in the last 24 hours, you've seen the clip of Cliff Kingsbury looking like he's passed, like he's dozing off on the sideline. The story on ESPN that it has worked out. Then he's being asked yesterday about ACL surgery for Murray. He doesn't know when it's happening, even though the broadcast brought it up 
so it kind of makes it seem like it's not his problem anymore. I don't know. I just that thing looks like a mess. But is that realistically the only landing spot right now for Sean? Oh no! I think Denver now is, is a bright uh, landing spot. It's, I believe it's between Arizona uh, and uh, Denver right now. I, I mean, Dallas is probably not going to be looking for a head coach. Uh, the Chargers are not going to be looking. Does he really want to go to Carolina? Even though Carolina is going to win a division, uh, uh, that could be a bright spot. But I think it's just those two. What about Oakland. Uh, maybe the Raiders. Uh, yeah, sure. I, I, that would that would not be shocking, but I think they keep uh, the head coach there uh, one more year if he flops. Well, Josh Jacobs in the locker room <laughs> kind of went after not him per, per se, but he's like, I'm just done. <laughs> like he was done uh, in that locker room there as well. Yeah, man. Uh, were you surprised Hackett didn't make it to the end of the season? I mean, they just looked absolutely bad. And um, Russell Wilson, I, I don't know. I just. I mean, you have so much tied in. You lost so many draft picks, two hundred million tied in. I don't know if that's something that Sean looks at and goes, "That's beneficial," you know? Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen uh, with the, over there in Denver. They, I mean, they still got Jurdy. I mean, he's they still got weapons on on the offense. And yeah, I, I mean, you lost to Baker Mayfield. Well, you know how wild it is to lose Baker Mayfield, but I mean, he outshined <laughs> Russ. Uh, that was that was bad. The, 51 points, Baker, but a half a century. I mean, yeah, maybe Baker, Baker, make feel black and gold next year, maybe. I don't know. Obviously, today you're feeling differently than you did Sunday when we were celebrating the Packers beating the Dolphins 26 to 20, by the way. I'm convinced we're not going to hear from Roy, <laughs> at least for the rest of the season here. But man, the fact that Tua enters the concussion protocol again for the second time this season, we all believe that this is his third concussion. Is he done for the season? Like, what are you hearing? Vegas has got to think, right? The Dolphins' chances now moving forward aren't pretty good. Uh, we're hearing that he's probably going to be done. I don't think he retires. I got to hear people uh, say that all the time. Uh, but I think he's done for the season. I think Miami could be done for the season as well. I mean, they're they're at New England this week. Right? I mean, granted, the Patriots are only a three point favorite at home, but that's uh, Miami's always has uh, lack of success playing in Gillette Stadium, so if New England wins, uh, I, I don't see Miami uh, making the playoffs, even if Tua was there right now. Are the 49ers quietly becoming the team to beat in the NFC? You think so, Josh? I mean, you see uh, on your face right now. Well, I was watching the game 20. this weekend with my uncles who, uh, he, he said they're the team. He yeah. said that's Super Bowl, Super Bowl bound 49ers. I mean, Purdy, 234, two TDs. What's the money looking like for the 49ers right now? Uh, we're we're a heavy 49er money. Uh, granted, with the Chargers winning yesterday, we did get some Charger money coming in on the Super Bowl, which helps. I mean, it helps. That any type of money coming in will help us with the, with the Eagles and 49er money. It tends to flood in. But uh, I would say, yeah, the, the defense of San Francisco is probably going to be the reason why they make a long playoff run. It's funny you say it because defense, I thought, was something that the Eagles, you know, were playing really well. And they gave 40 to Dallas I mean, Gardner Minshew didn't play terrible. 24-43-55, two touchdowns. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, the offense put up 34 points most games. That's a win. Are, are the Eagles maybe not what you thought they were early or just it, it is what it is right now with that game? I mean, I, I still think they're, they're, they're the team to beat in the NFC. 
Uh, I bet, I think the 49ers are the team to beat. I think the Eagles have holes on D side. I, I mean, I know if you look at San Francisco, you can say, well, they have holes on offense. But no, they really don't as long as the quarterback just doesn't make mistakes. I mean, Dallas was able to move the ball on them at ease. If they have to play San Francisco, I, I think that could be a challenge for them. I, I, the Eagles are going to be a tough out, but I still think they have questions, especially in their secondary. I think their, their secondary has some holes. The fact that I haven't mentioned them, am I also part of the problem here? Am I just disrespecting the Vikings here? 27-24, this team just finds ways to win, man. 12 wins now uh, on the season. Seems like a special season for them. Everything's just kind of falling right. away every single game. Yeah, but I think their, uh, I think their fairy tale might fall apart, uh, this week. I think Green Bay wins. I mean, I think what the, what the Packers have been doing, I mean, it, it, when you come in on a win streak, both sides of the ball are happy and playing together and cheering for each other to eat defense and offense. Uh, I like Green Bay uh, at home laying to three and a half against uh, the Miracle Minnesota. How surprised were the Bengals didn't score in the second half, even though they won 22-18? That, that's, that's how they play. We, they, we, I think they had like two or three games last year that they just fell apart in the second half. I don't know if they're just bad second-half teams or they just don't adjust well, but I, I can think of two games last year that they – Play came in in the second half and did uh, got goose egg. So it doesn't shock me. I still think they need maybe one more year to be that elite team that no one wants to play. Uh, they're still going to be a tough out because of their offense. But yeah, that, that did shock me that another goose egg in the second half. I feel like Joe just scores when he wants or when he needs to. It's like <laughs> if they're under the pressure, like he's gonna, he's going to show up. They threw him fifty two times, man. Yeah, you know, it's, and it's just a weird gameplay. I don't. You know how I feel about that coach, though. I, yeah. It's another one where you put Sean Payton on that team. Ooh. Oh my goodness, uh, it'd be something else. Well, All right, so Sean, Sean Payton has won one Super. He's not the greatest head coach. I, I don't best know, coach of all say. time. He's won nope. one Super Bowl. I mean, nope. he's not Belichick. How if he wins another one, then yeah, that could be oh, if, if you put Sean Payton on that team, they would win. He's, uh, uh, I can't say that. Yes, I can't say that. Yes. Raphael, the Saints and his fans need at least one first-round draft pick, so just repeat after me on every show you go to, greatest head coach of all time, <laughs> and will come in and fix your team or take them to the next level. That's what you need to do on all your radio hits. Get everybody yeah. wanting Sean Payton so then Mickey can just pick and choose which team gives them the best package. All right? Well, you won't need that because next year you're either going to have Baker or Minshew or, oh. or Jimmy G as quarterback. You'll be fine next year. You're going to have great quarterbacks Jets, next year. I think the Minshew. Jets Everyone can grow a mustache on Bourbon Street. Yeah, because Salah came for the 49ers, so I think he's familiar with with Jimmy G. Yeah. I think the Jets go there. Um, How about the Pels, man, winning three straight? Just look, they're a half game, but I'm trying to think like the the money wise. If you had to give me the top three teams money wise of belief that people are going to win the West, are the Pelicans in the top three, top five? Where are they? No, they're top, they're creeping up top five. Uh, but we're, all summer long, we were heavy on Golden State. We were heavy. I mean, right. now that Boston's been hot since the season starts, heavy on Boston. I can tell you this: some books told me that the Pelicans have more money than the Milwaukee Bucks, which is very weird because Milwaukee's been out of into. They've been like the Pels. They've been missing some key guys, Middleton uh, in and out. So that shocked me a little bit because I think Milwaukee has an easier path to get to a championship game uh, than the Pels do, just because of the West. They had Denver. Uh, Phoenix will probably be there. I think if Golden State gets healthier, look for Golden State to make some trades uh, in a trade deadline, and and look for the Chicago Bulls trading away a lot of key uh, factors to the West to help some of these West teams. Mm, that's interesting. They let go of Levine. 
Uh, yeah, Just I think Zach Levine. Uh, what I'm hearing is Zach Levine to uh, either L.A. or another surprise West team. Uh, oh. would be, both L.A. teams, Clippers and Lakers for Levine. Oh, boy. Let's see what happens. at VSI Doc Sports, the way to follow Rafael Espar. As always, man, appreciate the time. Take it easy. Have a great rest of the week. Yeah, for sure. Come yes, back. Sir. We'll open up the phone lines on the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline. When we get back, uh, let's touch on one or two of the things that you do here. Sure, absolutely. Well. Sports Tango running ESPN New Orleans. Balance. You may know what that word means, but can you apply its meaning to your body? You see, it's all about the brain. At Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic, doctors work to locate and remove any nerve interference so your brain can communicate clearly with your body and help you correctly heal quicker. Located in Lakeview and West Harrison, Dr. Josh Roulette and his team at UCFC utilize a number of therapies to make your road to pain relief, recovery, and total body wellness efficient and effective. Go to ucfamilychiropractic.com for more information. Educate yourself on your body and let us get you back to balance. You wash your hands, you brush your teeth, but what about the nose? How do you clean your nose? With Navage. Navage uses powered suction to pull saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out the other nostril, flushing out allergens, mucus, and germs. And it's why cleaning your nose, the body's air filter, is the next evolution in daily personal hygiene. People try Navage for lots of reasons. Sinusitis, colds, allergies, snoring, things that make it hard to breathe through your nose. But over time, they find that cleaning their nose makes them feel better, a lot better. Over 3 million Navage users have written more than 100,000 reviews, averaging 4.7 stars, saying, best product I've ever used, and amazing, I love my Navage. Navage helps you breathe better, sleep deeper, and snore less, but the biggest payoff is improved health. Navage is good personal hygiene and can help you stay healthier. At Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, and online. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E, clean nose, healthy life. I had to leave my parents. I had to move schools. I don't know anyone here. Everything keeps changing. Why is this happening to me? I'm sure glad you're here. Advocate for an abused or neglected child in your community. There's a child in foster care waiting for a CASA volunteer like you. Find a program near you at louisianacasa.org. Sponsored by Louisiana CASA. A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. 800-998-1003 is the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline. Phone lines are open. Go ahead and tell Buddy Hot. Jack, what you got for us today, sir? Hey, Gus, how's it going? What's going on all right, man? Good How well, are you? Man. Hello? Hey. Um, well, first of all, I want to say uh, pancakes haven't been the same since Jeff Saturday left, so I'm glad he'll be back right after the first year. <laughs> very, very true. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, but the reason I called Goss, and, and, and you know, um, you know, if the Saints went out and the Dolphins keep doing Dolphin things, the Saints and the Dolphins will have exactly the same record. I think Roy was saying, too, something or other, if we beat the Panthers or something like that, that they face next year. There's a way with the way the schedule works 
Based on the win-loss record, yeah. We could likely face We'd pay the, the, Dolphins. the Dolphins. Yeah. You know that week's going to be incredible. It would be fun. Yeah. He's going to bet literally the entire <laughs> fan base. You know that. Bet and not pay? I mean, I, I could do yeah. that. I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Look. <laughs> you know, since Roy has connections in Miami, maybe if they do end up with the same record, there could be a playoff after the you know, to determine who's the most mediocre team in the South. Oh, boy. <laughs> they could do a Madden, a Madden tournament. They could. Uh, but, guys, yeah, anyway, at least we got the Pelicans, you know. Um, uh, so, but anyway, I, um, we'll, we'll, Goss, I'm going to get out, but uh, will there be a Roy sighting? I think that's the future. That's the question for 2023. I don't know. We'll be at Katie's. He normally shows up at Katie's and Francesco on Thursdays. We'll be at Katie's this Thursday. I, I don't know if we're going to see him. I, I don't think we will. I, I would think Scott will Unless have he's a lot wearing of things all black, to say. Yeah. You know, if that's the case for that. But, Jack, I want to ask you because you're saying at least we have the Pels. And I know you've been vocal about it, too, as well, about how you take the entirety of the season and use that to decide what you think the team should do moving forward being the Saints. A win like you saw on on Saturday though, does it change your opinion at all? No. No. Um you mean about the future of the team? Yeah. Um no. Cause, cause, you know, Gus, um I think I think they got a lot of problems that a coaching change isn't gonna help. Um you know I, I I just think, I mean, like a lot of people have said, you know, they got salary cap problems. They don't have draft choices. I, I just wonder who's going to want this job. Um, right. I, I don't think we're going to end. I don't. I don't think we're going to end up with eight number ones for Sean Payton. I just don't believe that. I mean, really, because if you were a coach and, and, and you, you know, because generally jobs don't come open if, um, you know, for good for 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 good teams. Generally, they, 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 you know, when they make a coach change, because you know, they need some pieces. They need, they need to add some Yeah, I think the roster is going to be something to, you know, look at. I mean, because a lot of times, too, Josh, is are you going and looking at the roster and building it or adding to it, thinking that you can be competitive or not? I mean, I'm looking at the NFC the way it is right now. I mean, what I definitely think the division's in play next year. Well, I right? think that's what I mean, we were talking that, about that's earlier. That's for sure. The division's in play, but I think the division's in play with what you kind of have now. It is, but what you were saying earlier where you wanted to draft a young quarterback, and that's kind of what I was getting to, because right. if you draft a young quarterback, do you release some of your people that would be ha- having high contracts, and do you bring on other guys, or you let the rookies play? I mean, uh, Taylor's done a great job this year. Do you, Taylor, does yep. he, has he earned that job, or you know, do you pay Marshawn more money? Do you keep him around it? There's, there's all these contract things that go into play, and I think starting with the quarterback and what they can find or what they go get, like uh, the, he just mentioned Minshew and uh, a couple other guys, Baker Mayfield, who are showing up a little bit at the end of the season. Maybe the Saints are like, oh, maybe we go get them. Maybe we have them as a backup. Who knows? So um, I think that starting with the quarterback will decide what it is they do with the rest of the team, maybe money-wise. Yeah, I just think, man, and I said this earlier, and again, it's just my opinion. I just When you start going after vets that didn't work out somewhere else, there's a reason it didn't work out somewhere else. I was yeah. told very early in our, you know, in this career, Kenny Wilkerson was one that uh, I think I remember him saying, he's like, if a star player is available in the trade, there's a reason why. 
Yeah. But there's a reason why. Either he's Saints injured. Saints have done this a lot, or, though. You know, They've gotten a, a lot of I, older guys. They have. Yeah. But, I mean, here's the thing. Like, one of the most famous ones was Jonathan Vilma. Didn't work out the way they thought in, in New York. Right. Right? And he comes here and he's arguably next to Breeze, the single most important pickup, you know, outside yeah. of the draft. Uh, when you look at it, same thing with Drew, but Drew wasn't terrible. I mean, Drew was but pretty good at Purdue. Were a and, younger, yeah. You know, right. And, but what I'm saying though is like, you saw him do well with the Chargers and, you know, and I just, I just look at whether it's Carr, whether it's, you mentioned Minshew, I mean, he has some limitations too, which is why he's never really been a starter for the entire season. Um, you look at some of the other QBs that could possibly be available with Jimmy G. Guy has trouble staying healthy. Yeah. You know, again, it's maybe not his fault or anything, but the same thing. And plus, a guy that coaches him all the time and is literally winning with Brock Purdy didn't want him. Right. I mean, and that's my whole thing. I'm like, if, if Kyle Shanahan literally traded a bunch of picks to move up for a guy that's an unknown and played at a non-traditional school of the power, you know, level. I, yeah, what, are we, what are we missing? Yeah, yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, why would he want to keep him? They were, they won games again this year, you know. So I, I just, I, I, I just keep looking at it as is that what you want? Same thing with Baker. I know he's looked better now. Again, Sean McVay is one of those quote unquote offensive genius guys, right? He's there with Sean and all these other guys that learn how to do that. And Baker's played better, right? Um. And, you know, they won another game, and again, the beating that they gave the Broncos is the reason that Nathaniel Hackett got fired. But who on this staff's Sean McVay? No one. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, that, that, that's why it goes back to this. I mean, I, we're, we're going to the, why don't they call screen passes? Right. Why don't I mean, we, you know how I so, feel about the Saints' um, no, offensive coaching but staff. But that's what but, I'm getting at. Right. So it's like, before, if I go that route, well then... Who's my offensive court? Because again, I, I see more and more it becoming more realistic than not that this team decides DA is the right guy. He's had bad luck with injuries. I mean, Marshawn Lattimore's missed most of the season. You didn't have Michael Thomas essentially for the season. Jarvis Landry went on IR. Your line's been in and out, has been injured. There's instability at quarterback, and yet, you know, I, I can completely see this organization saying this guy held it together, and right. you know, look at that effort against Cleveland, which is why I'm saying I think that game is going to be brought up in discussions at the end of the year. You know, yeah. you go three and one in the last four, or something right. like yeah. that. Yeah, and, and right, and, and your game from the division. Right. I think it's very easy for somebody to sit at that table when they're discussing this and go, guys, all of this happened and we almost won the division. Tom's gone next year. The Panthers are going to be looking for either a new coach and a quarterback. The Falcons are back in that same spot as well. And you swept them. So, you know, we really don't have to do I just, I'm telling you, that's what they've done. So right. well, um, it's easy to make a case for him to stay. And I think he will stay. Um, I think there will be someone who needs to answer for some of the play. Right. And we just don't know who I that think will they look somewhere else with an offensive mindset because again to your point I think, so. I think what you can do and, and and you're going to probably bring in some sort of young quarterback whether he's already on a team or in a draft right so who is that guy well look you know what clearly this guy can coach defense I do think he has the respect of the locker room I do not think it's people don't want to play for him you would have seen it this past Saturday right so go do what you do best 
You know, go focus and do what you do best. You know, you, you do this probably in your in your business practice. You do what you do best working on patients and you have somebody that does your social, you have somebody that does the decorating. <laughs> like right. go do what you do best. Doesn't mean that the whole business can't run well. Right? You still have your voice, but go do what you do best. And I also do think the interesting dynamic though is level, right? A seniority. If you go get a former head coach, does that make Dennis a little uncomfortable? How much say does he have in it? Are you making the call and he can sit in on the interview, but you're making the call? Then that's uncomfortable. You want somebody he works well with and things that I keep going back to, right. to maybe a guy like a Joe Brady. Look, I, I, I said at the time, all of the fervor over him, from what I was able to ascertain, I mean, that guy basically just got the playbook and went in there and that, that, you know, he's the offensive genius. No, he, he had the plays. Right. And I think it got humbled a bit being fired at Carolina and everything that I've read from Buffalo, him being the quarterback's coach over there, um, has worked out. And in, in terms of that's a guy I could see, hey, come over here, work with the quarterbacks, do the offense, right? Right. But he doesn't have that experience or hey he's the head coach kind of guy and he kind of is the guy that kind of wants to be left alone yeah he's to not his thing speak over but but coach allen right and i don't think he feels you know hey this guy's telling me how to run my or team threatening. that yeah, makes any sense sure. right so i could see something like that or even the offensive coordinator from buffalo but why am i leaving if i'm the offensive coordinator from buffalo i'm leaving to be the head coach right you know but it's a, it's a tough scenario and everything comes down really like you were saying earlier with Sean if he gets sent somewhere and we get a pick maybe we go after a young quarterback in the draft and if we get a good quarterback in the draft then you want to get someone to coach him up and right. you know one thing leads to another so yeah, I, th- I think it's a um, what domino falls first type of thing and then that will kind of give us a, an idea where maybe what direction they're going to go it'll be interesting cuz Ken Dorsey's the OC for Buffalo he was under Dable right you know, you kind of wonder if that, that's a bit of a tree there. Dable's done a good job with the Giants, Dorsey, and the Bills offense. You know, again, it, it does help to have Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and, you know, that team like stud, that. Yeah. And, look, here, there is some criticism to it, too, though. They've never really established that run game. It's true. You know, and all that. So, But you have Camaro Again, they don't have a back like that. So I, I, just, I, I do think it'll be interesting how these games go on, how they're played. But it, to me, it's looking more and more – like certain things stay in place. I think more so. More than, than not. As opposed to just hitting the red button. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it gets blown up. <laughs> but I think, like you're saying, one or two positional coaches or something need to, need to be swapped out and fresh eyes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and more importantly, again, to me, it's just, you need to have somebody with, you know, an offensive minded experience that's going to develop the next quarterback. We have skilled just, players on our team already. That are not being utilized in, in, in the It just stinks. So. I would have loved to have seen this offense with Michael Thomas, with Jarvis Landry, with yeah. Chris Olave. It would have been nice. It would have been nice. Yeah. Never saw it. I don't know if we ever will. That's a very good question. Sports Hangover continues next on ESPN New Orleans. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. 
Even with the convenience of Uber and Lyft, king-sized accidents can happen in a rideshare. The King Firm has trial attorneys experienced in handling rideshare accidents and will fight for a king-sized recovery for your injuries. Get the royal treatment you deserve at The King Firm. At The King Firm, we treat every client like royalty. If you've been injured in a rideshare crash, ring The King at 909-KING. LA20-11132. Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the Major League. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back. It is the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline. Dr. Joshua Leck about to get back at it. Enjoyed our conversations here as we are at UCFC. 800-998-1003 on the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline. He was the buzz and don't forget again. You can go check them out over online, ucfamilychiropractic.com and lakeviewmassagetherapy.com. So go and check that out. Um, been talking a lot about the game that took place back on Saturday. And if it changes your opinion as to what you're seeing with this team or not in terms of whether it's leadership, players, things of that nature. But Alvin Kamara, to me, just again, has been that voice, not, not, not just a voice of reason, voice of challenge. You name it throughout the season as well. I, I love what he said afterwards in terms of, I guess just trying to break it down and make it simple, trying to win the week rather than trying to get into the postseason and look at it from the bigger picture. Man, we don't, I mean, we don't, we're not looking at uh, playoff chances, playoff hopes. We out here playing football. We got a job to do, and that's win every Sunday, regardless of the, of the elements, regardless of circumstance, whatever it is, you know, who's hurt, who's up, who's down. It, it, we're coming out and trying to get a win however we can. So that's kind of the, the flavor and the, and, the, and the swag of this group. Like, shoot, we're just trying to go out and find a way to win. We did that today, and we're gonna keep trying to do that for the rest of the season. And wherever we end up, that's where we end up. Not kind of, I, I know for me, and I know for those guys in there, like the leaders and the captains. I know we, we're not looking at, oh, we gotta make the playoffs. We're looking at, let's get this win, which we did today. And next week, we're gonna try to get another win. The last week, we're gonna try to get another win. And where the cars fall, they fall. You had this to say about the offensive philosophy going into that game. Yeah, I mean, you come in, you come into a game like that, knowing what the conditions are gonna be, and, and um, obviously, you know, it's, we came in like, all right, we're gonna run the ball. And when it permits, we're gonna be able, we're gonna throw it. You know, it's just kind of like you use your common sense out there. It's not really like a big strategic thing where we talk about it all week. Like it's just, hey, if we got the if the wind is in our favor, we're gonna throw the ball. If not, then we're gonna run it. Yep. Again, I it's incredible to think that he just hasn't had him any rushing touchdowns this season. Finally, got another one back on Saturday. It's cool. I mean, I'm really more happy about the win. Um, it is what it is, you know. Lower lower touchdown production this year for me, but you know, um, I think the main goal is just trying to trying to get in the winning column. That's like my main focus. So we won. I'm good. Yeah, he and Taysom Hill being able to uh, be the workloads over on the ground. 
he had this to say about Taysom's game. I heard that question twice, and I think it's just uh, – it was kind of like the floor game. We had some calls that we wanted to call to get Taysom the ball, and um, we kind of got out of them um, a few times. Uh, I think just just how the, how the game was flowing, um, that's how it, how it went. But, you know, we, we ended up getting him the ball. He took advantage of his touches like he always does. And, you know, when anytime you can see him and get him going, I mean, that's something we take advantage of. So yeah, I think he did well. That's something that Taysom touched on after the game about if he was um, ready to be a big part of the game plan or not. Yeah, look, I think that's a question for the guys upstairs. Um, I, I don't I don't think that we necessarily had – a plan or a goal or a mindset. I think my carries came when they came. There it is. Now, the other thing you had to say, though, was the ability to run the football a lot had to do with the guys up front. I think in a game like this, when you can line up and, and they know you're going to run the ball and you can still run it successfully, um, man, that, that's a good feeling as an offense. And I felt like up front, receivers, everyone, man, they, they had the right mindset going into this game. And those guys you know, won us the game and, you know, Alvin and myself were beneficiaries of those guys doing everything they needed to up front to, to allow us to, to run the ball. Now, one of the other things he touched on, just the ability that this team mustered up uh, enough energy, wherewithal, grit, whatever phrase you like to use, be able to get the win. We talked about that this is a game that's going to require a little more a little more uh, effort, a little more focus as we got ready to prepare uh, for this game. And I think going in with the right mindset, right, where we knew we weren't going to throw the ball a ton, and uh, to make sure that your expectation and your mindset was, was ready for a game like this. And um, I thought as a team, everyone handled it very well. Yeah. Had a little bit more to say about it? It starts leadership, you know. I, I think, you know, from coaching, coaching staff, ownership, um, you know, to players, I think that everyone set an expectation that, you know, we haven't played as well as uh, we would have liked to. We haven't won as many games as we were planning to and hoping to, obviously, this year. But that doesn't uh, change the way that we prepare, the way that we uh, go and play this game. And at the end of the day, you know, we're all prideful players and we care about the product that we put out on the field. And, you know, putting the Saints uniform on, um, means something and and uh that's at the root of it mm. i think one of the things that um he also touched on too was the fact that this team on the offensive side again is just trying to find a way to get some sort of momentum and a lot of that momentum came off of that turnover uh by Sorensen getting that interception and dalton said look that thing uh that play really helped spark some things yeah the turnover was big and then to be able to go down and score a touchdown on that drive too and um and not kick a field goal i mean that's uh i mean that changed the game that's the key there man i mean how big was it you saw when they scored a touchdown you could just get that sense and feel that wow this team can actually go up there and, and win that game it's nuts even though at the end still had to make that play but ak on the turnover yeah yeah, yeah. shout out to dan he, uh i don't know who tipped it but Somebody, it fell in Dan's hands. He got a little return in. He looked, it looked like an offensive player. But, you know, that was big, you know, just getting a, getting a takeaway, you know, because, I mean, that kind of sparks us as an offense. And, you know, when the defense does that, it's up to us to, to handle our part. So I think we went down and, and, and got seven. So, you know, that's all you could ask for. Mm. I think one of the um, other things that I, I loved about the post game was, was hearing the explanation as to why, why, um, Granderson was doing the pregame shirtless. 
I mean, I, I, I can't even remotely think as to why somebody would want to do that. Is explanation though? Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't really an idea. You know, I, I went to Wyoming, so this was nothing new for me. It's all a mindset. So if you come in thinking it's going to be cold, it's going to be cold. So I wanted to get out there and uh, adjust to the weather and go with no shirt on. And Tano, he joined me. So he went to, uh, he was in KC. It wasn't nothing for him. So we had to warm the bodies up and, you know, get the mind ready to, to play a big game. Now, as far as defensive effort, Granderson, at this? Yeah, it started off uh, with uh, practice throughout the week. We came in um, knowing that we had to stop the run, and it was going to be cold, but it was a mindset that we came in ready to stop the run and get out there and have some fun. So that last drive was just, you know, leading up to the last drive, the first, second, or third quarter. So um, we came in. We've been holding them all game, and we have to have a huge fourth, uh, fourth and short, and we stopped them to get a uh, ball back to the offense. Yeah, it was crazy, right? Because you knew going into that game and all week, all you had talked about was knowing that the Browns are going to run the football. And that was one of our questions of the day, I believe, earlier in the week was, will they, you know, can, can the Saints win a game on the ground? A lot of us didn't have that, you know, belief that it did. They did. I mean, the Saints won the game on the ground. They did what they had to do. They stopped the run. Then they run. So it was interesting from that. Hey, before we wrap up our number two, and again, coming up next hour, we will speak with Ali Kosell about the Pels. We'll hear a little bit more from the Pels locker room coming up uh, next hour here. But NBA fans, have you tried the DraftKings Sportsbook app yet? In specific, trying to uh, maybe win a little extra on Pels games. That's right. So, look, it's the go-to betting app this NBA holiday season. You have same-game parlays, easy and fast payouts, player prop options, like how many points Jose Alvarado is going to have, or C.J. McCollum, how many threes, Trey Murphy, all those different things you can go do. Now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving Louisiana NBA fans that special gift, and that special gift is a no-sweat bet. Get it? It's like, don't sweat it. No-sweat bet. On every New Orleans Pelicans game this December, so only a few more games here in this month. You do got three more. You got Minnesota on Wednesday, you got Philly in town on Friday, and then the back-to-back at Memphis on Saturday. So everyone can earn the no-sweat bet with the DraftKings Sportsbook on the app. Opt in under the Promos tab and then place an eligible bet of your choice on a New Orleans game. If it doesn't hit, here we go, you get your money back in a free bet. Get it? Don't sweat it. No-sweat bet. So there you go. Um, you can even do so on any of the games coming up, but we'll talk about that Tomorrow, when we look at that line coming up, I know you got some good games tonight. Suns and Grizzlies, Memphis an eight-point favorite on that one. Uh, Grizzlies being shown, hey, they haven't won anything just yet by Golden State the last time they were on the court. I wonder how Phoenix is going to somewhat handle that here as well. But tomorrow, T-Wolves and Pelicans will be a 7 o'clock tip time. But if you want to... Go do the app, and you can go discuss it and see it yourself. Download the app. Put in the promo code LaRose, by the way. Get that no-sweat bet on every New Orleans Pelicans game this December. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Opt in today under promos, and off and running you go. And don't forget, 21 and over. Got to be physically present in Louisiana. Select parishes only. Max reward limit supply. One free bet issued based on the amount of initial losing bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. 
If you want to look at the terms, sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. And the licensee partners, Golden Nugget over in Lake Charles. And if you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hour 2 is in the books. Hour 3 next on ESPN New Orleans. Lakeview Massage and Therapy is a must for recovery, getting rid of pesky pain, or to simply relax. It's part of Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic and Wellness, so this isn't a neon sign place. They have specialists performing work geared specifically to you. Rejuvenate with a 60, 90, or 120-minute session of Himalayan salt stone. Injury and recovery.